welcome to uh, something we're pretty excited about. This is a little mini course, I suppose you might call it, yeah. that we've that we've put together. Basically, we sat down and looked through everything that we that we use every time we want to start a project. Yeah, we looked through a lot of your questions, a lot of the things we've answered over the past year, and worked out kind of what are what are the problems that stop people starting, and. Over the next six episodes, we're going to basically talk you through what we would do when we start anything uh, and what, what you can do to actually start that thing that you really want to do. Yeah, so we recommend this for people who are starting out with something new, but we also recommend it if you have already got an existing project that you've started because there might be some stuff in here that you've missed or some stuff that needs more attention that you are neglecting. Yeah, you might find that there's some aspect of your business, some aspect of uh, your work that you're not quite happy with. And over the next six episodes, hopefully we can sort those out for you. Yeah, if we launch a new podcast or we launch a business or anything that we do, these are pretty much the steps that we take in yeah. this six part course. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to go through finding your passion, how to niche down and actually select exactly what you want to go forward with, becoming an expert at what you do, and the practicalities of starting a side hustle, like moving into something that you're actually really passionate about. Yeah, we meet so many creative people and they know that they have something inside them. They know that they're not in a job or a career that is fulfilling to them, but yet they're not actually sure what they should do. They feel wasted where they currently are, but they're not sure where they should be going. So we're going to talk about how to actually find that passion. Yeah, I think there's no such thing as finding a passion. So sorry. Um, but what you can do is you can develop a passion. I think that's a really important thing. Like you're not just going to find it under a rock. It's not just going to hit you in the face as you walk around the corner. It's something you have to go and search for. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there are those occasional outliers, aren't there? I think we've all been to school with someone who from the age of four years old said, I'm going to be a singer and then they ended up being a singer. Yeah. And I think that puts so much pressure on us. And especially as you go through the the education system, certainly by university time, you're pretty much told by the time you graduate, you have to have your life figured out. Yeah. Well, I think even like before university, there's a massive pressure of like, well, what course do you pick? What do you go and yeah. do? Because I, like, I know so many people who went to university who didn't pick a course because they wanted to do it it's because they just ran out of time after school and they're like, well i have to pick something i'm not passionate about anything i don't really care about anything um so what do i do i'm just going to pick this one because it sounds like oh that's kind of interesting or that might lead me in a good direction yeah i do meet people sometimes that do say those those awful words like i'm not really passionate about anything and, and if that is true, then that's really sad. And I, I think that anyone can find a passion. It starts with finding an interest and then that interest will develop into a passion. And you can't find anyone on the planet who's not interested in something. Yeah. If you weren't interested in anything, you'd just sit at home all day. I mean, the, there would be yeah, no point in doing anything. Sitting like a blank wall, like your interest could just be watching TV. I mean, yeah, that definitely is an interest. And in 2019, if your interest is watching TV shows, there's a job for that. Finding a passion is not easy. And as David said before, it's, yeah, it's all about interests. So what you have to do is go and try lots of things. You need to really, really put yourself out there. Try things you've never done before, never, you never even considered of. I think what, what's a good thing to do is almost just like go on your Instagram feed, look at the people you follow, scroll down and think like, would I potentially like to do what they do? Does that look interesting? Um, if, it, if anything, if you're like, oh, they're, they're kind of interesting. And chances are, if you're following them, there is an interest there so maybe look at what they're doing and then think like well could i do that could i like 
would that be a potential for me? You might not have any skills or any talent in that area currently, but it's something that if you go and try, like give yourself a few months at trying it. If you've never written before, maybe try and write a blog for three months. Just see how it goes because you might find by doing that, oh, actually, I really love this. I really love the kind of time it gives me. I think the writing one's a really interesting one. We've had so many authors on the show and it really, really has become clear that they just started with not even an interest in writing. It would be an interest in, in something, but they started writing about that thing. And then that just made them write. And the more they wrote, the more they became interested in writing, became better writers. And over a two-year, three-year, five-year period, just became really, really proficient at writing. Yeah, and I think like anyone you look at who is a good writer, they didn't start a good writer. And it's through doing it that you realise whether you do like it or you don't like it. So give it a good amount of time, try it. That's um, the thing, isn't it? It's staying power because I think the way that the modern world is designed is to take your attention away from whatever it is that you're doing. So um, I know that a lot of business people will advocate putting their phone in another room uh, because you might you might start your interest and then be constantly going to Instagram. You're never, ever going to be fully able to develop a passion while all of these other things are competing for your time. Yeah, I think um, in, to, in today's society as well, like, there's such a need for instant gratification like to do something and get instant rewards whereas that doesn't really happen like if you have to give it a good enough shot to really work out if you like it because if you if writing was the thing that you decided to start trying and you weren't good at it after the first month then you're just gonna you feel like oh there's no point i'm just gonna quit spoiler alert you're not gonna be good at it in the first month that's the thing it's like you look at people who are actually good at it and they've been doing it for years and years and years so you need to give it a good enough stint that you think like okay i've I've fully committed to this for a certain amount of time and i definitely do enjoy it or i definitely don't enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it then you try the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and you keep trying these things until you find out one thing you're like fuck me i really like this this is really good yeah, staying power is so important. I think when you look at Netflix, it gives you five seconds before it plays another episode. You've got five seconds to be strong. And it knows that our willpower is so weak that it's gonna put on it's gonna leave you on a cliffhanger, and then you've got five seconds to see the resolution. Like you used to have to wait a week for that, but now it's just there instantly, and that's this binge culture has developed. To to tear yourself away from that and throw yourself into something that isn't going to give you quick quick rewards straight away is is going to be difficult but it's so worth it i think a great example of that is our friend alex manzi who has this year decided to take up skateboarding at 30 whatever years old (laughs) and he's been putting out these videos on his instagram for i think like six months now and you see his gradual gradual progression on these videos and it's crazy but it's a real a really great kind of social experiment of like here's a thing that i know is really hard I'm just going to dedicate time to and see if I become better at it. And yeah. gradually, step by step, he is. Skateboarding is one of those things where the first time you go on a skateboard, you're going to be awful and you're not going to enjoy it. And it's going to be like, well, what the hell is this? I, I keep falling off. Um, but it's through doing it for a little bit, realizing actually I do quite like this and then committing to it full time. So, yeah, kind of to find that passion is just trying lots of things until, we, until it comes to you. And you'll know as soon as you've been doing something for a while when you get that feeling of like, oh, I can't wait to go and do that again. As soon as you've got that feeling about something, that's when you know you found your passion. That's the thing. It's like, I'll go to bed in the evening thinking like, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow because I can go and do this thing. And if you've got that feeling about the next day, that's amazing. Because if, if you're in a situation currently where you go to bed dreading the next day, that's something that needs to change. And that's where you need to find that passion or start heading towards it. I mean, we have it about podcasting now, don't we? It's 
like all we're thinking about all the time it's why we're doing this course completely for free because i know a lot of people would charge a lot of money for this course but it's like that's not the like money's not what's driving us it's the it's the act it's the progress it's the um it's reaching people it's reading your dms it's all of that that drives us forward and i think when you when you find a passion it is it's almost it can almost never be motivated by money the podcast is a really great example because when we first started this like I was not passionate about podcasting. Now it's my favorite thing in the world. I absolutely love it. And it's through just putting the work in and just doing it for a certain amount of time that you realize, actually, yeah, this is me. This this is what I want to do. And if you'd have said to me, or if you'd have said to me like, after the first like test recordings that we did, this is going to be your life for the next however many years, I'd have been like, you're joking. Like, definitely not. But, because um, I mean, you weren't even, you, you didn't even think that it was going to be a thing that you were doing were you because yeah. you were just there to be like tech side and to, i was going to be, be the doing producer interviews. Yeah. it was just going to be this little kind of side like side project that we were doing that was kind of people would find out about our business through it and it would just be this little thing we'd get to make like good connections with interesting guests and stuff but it wasn't you, you didn't expect it to become this juggernaut and you didn't expect to be kind of pulled into it like you have been absolutely and i think yeah that's it it's like pick things that you never would have thought you would be interested in and just try them because it's only through doing that that you're going to find that thing once you've found that passion i think the next thing to think about is your niche which which route you want to take this because you can't hit everything if you try and sell to everyone you'll sell to no one you need to start thinking about who your audience is and what kind of thing you want to do yeah, I think the perfect um, description of this is from one of our episodes when Toby Shinobi described a Venn diagram of what he loves to do plus what's commercially viable and where that diagram intersects, the, the middle of that Venn diagram is what you do um, because there's no point in working your ass off on something if there's no market for it, if it's not something that people actually want to pay you to do. Yeah, because if you want to make it your full-time living, if you want to replace your job with something you love doing, there needs to be a level of money that you can earn there. Otherwise, you can't sustain your rent, your bills, everything else that life throws at you. So you need to have that balance of, like, well, what do I absolutely love doing? And then what? how commercially viable is it? Like, can I match the two? Like, If these two things both coexist, then you've got a potential business opportunity there. So finding your niche, I think, is very, very similar to finding your passion. It's about kind of narrowing down focus. So say you have an interest in photography, you've seen things online, you think, oh, it should be quite, that looks quite interesting. Um, something I might like to pursue. It's something that I might become passionate about. So I would say experiment with lots of different types of photography. So you do some street photography, some portraits, some travel photography, some, some event photography, like or try all the things, like do, do them all because like, you might find that back to the passion side of things that you're not passionate about shooting landscapes but you are passionate about shooting people so it's don't just try one of them and then just kind of just write it off so by trying a bunch of different types of that interest that's when you're really going to start to develop like which niche you want to go into which route you want to take it because if you get really specific about what you're doing then you're going to be known as more of an expert in that field and there's more chances you're getting employed from that so you found an interest, you followed it, it's developed into something that you're passionate about. It's something that you're thinking about all the time. It's something that you really enjoy, something that you would maybe even do for free if all of your bills were taken care of. Once you've found that thing and then you've niched down to the absolute specific thing that it is that you really want to do within that field, now it's time to get really fucking good. Yeah, you need to become an expert. You need to be the go-to person for that. You need other people to look at you and think, 
fuck me, they're good. And that's not as hard as you think. I think if you look at people who are way ahead in the journey, like you're going to, it's going to take a long time to get there. But to get to a stage where you're good enough that other people look at you and think they're great at that, it doesn't actually take that long. Like when you say you need the 10,000 hours to become an expert or something, yes, completely agree. But to get good enough that people will pay you to do it is not 10,000 hours worth of work, but it definitely takes work. Yeah, I suppose you need to just be a little bit better than the person paying you to do it. They can't do it at all. So if you have a basic understanding of whatever it is, then there's a chance that, that you're going to be employed. If you can solve someone's problem, if you can help... and. And I specifically hear artists saying, I can't solve anyone's problems. I just make paintings. That's like, absolutely, you can solve a problem. You can solve a problem of that they don't feel happy when, they live in, when they're living in their space and your artwork could brighten that area up. Yeah, it could even just be like a, you've got a blank wall and then they're looking for something to go on that and your artwork could be the solution to their problem. Yeah, so I think once you have found that you have some skills, you have developed some skills that other people do not have and that other people are willing to pay you for, then that's when you're on the right track. Yeah, and I think if you start doing something and just putting it out to the world for free, just in terms of like posting it online, like sharing it with other people, this new skill you're developing, you'll get to a stage where people come to you and say, can I pay you to do that? And I think that's when you know that this can become a full career opportunity. One thing we talk about a lot is patience and you must be patient while you're developing this skill. Section off time where you have dedicated time to work on your skills and then seek feedback from people whose opinions you trust, who can be brutally honest with you because we do meet creatives who are just not there yet. And you have to be brutally honest and look at their portfolio and say, this needs work. You're not there yet. This is where this is where an idea of comparison can work well. A lot of people have negatives to say about comparison, but there's a good form of it. And that's looking at someone else and thinking, how can I get to that level? And breaking it down of like, well, what skills do they have and how can I get there? And this is where something like YouTube is amazing. Like most of what I've learned in life has been from Google, YouTube and Audible. Like audio is a great tool for listening and learning. Depending, it's, it all depends on what kind of field you want to go into. If you want to do something creative and visual, then there's a good chance that YouTube is going to be a perfect place for that. If you want to get into writing um, or business, then things like, like written and audio might be the best place to go for that. So it's really thinking about, well, what is it that you want to become an expert at and, and work out where you can learn to become better at that. And one, one thing I would say is you don't have to pay for loads of courses. You don't have to go and spend a fortune online to do this because everything that we've ever done to get to where we are, we've done for free. So knowing our audience as we do, a lot of you um, won't need this episode. You're probably past the point of you have already found what you're interested in. Um, But I think even if you already know what you're passionate about, once you are an expert in that field, you can then branch out and find other stuff that that excites you later on. Um, So for us, we've just discovered podcasting and that doesn't take away anything from all of our other creative endeavors. Always be open, always be learning and always be trying to find new experiences because you never know where they'll take you. When you've found that thing and you've niched down and people, someone has come to you and said, can I pay you to do this? That's when you can potentially start turning this into a side business or like it depends on what situation you're in. Like if you're currently working a full time job and you're looking to do something on the side, if you're looking to move away from that interesting you're a bit more passionate about, then we don't kind of say just like throw your laptop out the window, punch your boss and run away. 
you should be as sensible as possible in that process. And this is where starting a side project can work really, really well. Because if you can start that thing in the evenings and weekends, like evenings and weekends are so many hours in the week. If you can put time into starting this endeavor, then that's a really, really great place to start. I know a lot of our DMs are from people who are really frustrated in their current jobs. And they say that by the time I get home, I'm too exhausted to, um, to start. Don't let your current situation steal your potential joyous future from you by letting it um, hold you back and not get started on your side hustle. So having a, having a full-time job is the perfect safety net to allow you to experiment with something else in your spare time. Start in evenings and weekends and get to a stage when you're earning enough that would be equivalent to like one day's wage out of the week so say a fifth of your total wage and then what i would try and do is go to your employer and cut down to four days and then have that one full day a week to put into this new thing and i think by doing that you're going to have a lot more time to dedicate to it because you've not got only got evenings and weekends you've now got another full day which means it'll grow faster and more and then what you can do is slowly maybe move to three days a week at your current job and two days a week on your passion project and this can slowly kind of like transition. So you'll now you'll end up doing that full time. Or another thing that we've we talk about a lot on this show is make is kind of making your own redundancy. Yeah, I mean that's that's if you've got a really understanding boss that will let you move down gradually, gradually, gradually. But I mean, if you if you have to quit, then you have to quit. Like you are the CEO of your life. You're in charge. You can find of the- a job somewhere else that will give you three days or will give you four days. There will be somewhere available. There's a lot of part time jobs out there. And yeah, so on the. Um, saving for your own redundancy so many guests that we've had on the show over the past year had a breakthrough moment when they were made redundant and that was the magic thing that set them on their path because they were given a little bit of money and they had this sort of little space of time where they didn't have to worry about their bills so they could try their new thing but most of us don't get offered redundancy so if you can build up your own redundancy package if you can buy yourself six months or a year's leeway of time where you're you could not work for an entire year and you could spend that whole year working on one project i mean if you have like if any of us have one year to just work on that thing like it's almost impossible that it would not succeed just because if you're hungry enough and you put enough time and effort into something for a year you will see results it's impossible for things not to happen if you're purposefully going out there and getting your skills in front of other people and the people that are going to pay you to do those things it's impossible for something not to happen a lot of people listen to this and think well I, i can't save enough to have six months but it's kind of analyzing what you're spending in your current life, like how much you're currently spending on your rent, for example, or how often you go out to like for food and drink. Like what, look at what you spend in every single month and think, what can I cut back? Because it's like, yes, you might have to sacrifice in the short term to be able to build up that buffer. But in the long term, you're going to have such a happier life. Like life is fucking long to kind of sacrifice for a few months or a year for to have like the next 80 years of a more enjoyable time like do that like don't just think that oh well i'm gonna make the most of every moment now you'd always just be scrambling around like trying to find those little bits of happiness instead of having like a full happy life and look by now i hope we've built up enough trust with you guys we don't ever advocate anything that we haven't done ourselves we took massive sacrifices when we started our first business we begged stole and borrowed we didn't have nights out so we would use any like jobs we would become our nights out so we would engineer 
places that we wanted to be at. So like launch parties, opening events for things. And we would get ourselves work there because we knew that there would be free drinks and that we'd be able to turn it into a night out because that was something that we were sacrificing. Um, we, I moved back in with my parents, Ad moved in with his girlfriend and didn't pay any rent for six months. I sold my sneaker collection, which hurts me to this day. Um, <laughs> we, we were eating beans, we were eating noodles, we not the same, not together in the same dish, but that would be weird. We, but we like literally, we were, we were hustling and, and we were watching our friends who were being successful, going into these new jobs, these new careers that were getting paid a shit ton more than we were. But we had a vision, we had a goal, we had a reason for doing what we were doing, and, and it worked out. Yeah, and like I look at so many of my friends now and they're, they're working in, they've been working in jobs since university that they never really loved and now they pretty much despise and they're not happy every day. Whereas we can go to work and we're happy because we took that sacrifice at the start and it's not too late for you to make that sacrifice and to just reevaluate what you're spending and make a bit of a buffer so you can go out and try something. Like the worst case scenario is you try it and it doesn't work and you can go back to what you were doing before. Like just because you've taken six months or a year off work, it doesn't mean you're completely unemployable. There's this big myth of, oh, there's a gap in the CV. Like what's that? Whereas if you actually went to an employer and they said, why did you have this gap? And you said, well, I was trying this thing that I was going. They'd probably prefer that. They'd probably think that actually, well, this is a kind of person who goes out to try and get things, which to an employer is amazing. Do you know what I love as well is I love that we could always go back to that. Like I've no fear of going back to beans and noodles. Yeah. I've no fear of going back to the very beginning of, of, I mean, I probably couldn't move back in my parents now, but like sleeping on friends' sofas and going, going back to that surviving on the absolute bare minimum, selling everything that I have and starting from scratch because I know we could build it up again. Yeah, and I think there's this kind of, before you go and do it, you're like, oh, that sounds awful. But it's actually those times which you, you remember the most, which are like the most kind of heartfelt the ones that really really stick in your head we had a lot of fun in those early days when things were the hardest um, because we knew what we were building so i definitely recommend that people either start that side hustle and slowly bring it into your working week or to save up the money to just go out at full power so yeah so that wraps up episode one um in episode two we're going to talk about the things that are holding you back from doing everything we've spoken about here but once you have found your interest you've developed it into a passion you've found your niche within that passion and you want to start monetizing it a lot of people actually don't start a lot of people know what it is they want to do but they're not really sure how to get over their own, own mental blocks of actually pursuing it yeah if that sounds like you then definitely subscribe and hit the notification bell because then it will alert you about the next episode that's coming out so we'll see you in the next one Bye.